Separation not only continued in the second week of October, but now clear elevation is evident for certain teams throughout the league. However, no matter the game plans originally constructed by coaches throughout the league, the intense collisions that take place weekly within every game throughout the NFL begin to take their toll on the best strategic plans that coaching staffs spent months designing. The Chargers, the Bills, and the Ravens currently stand out atop the AFC, while the Cardinals, Rams, the Packers, and the surprising Cowboys are battling for dominance in the tough NFC. It gets really fun right about now. Hang tight. We're going to talk about it all. Early on in the season, the AFC West hinted as though they would be able to compete against the NFC West as the strongest division in all of the NFL. But after week five, and even though it's still relatively early in the season, it's clear that the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Raiders are all moving, unfortunately for them, in the wrong direction. So at this time, the Chargers are the clear favorite to win the AFC West. Coach Brandon Staley has enacted an analytics-based, aggressive approach to the Chargers game plan. I don't believe I've ever seen a coach that goes for so many fourth down attempts. During their current three game win streak, the Chargers are six for seven on fourth downs. However, no matter how aggressive the game planning, if you don't have the right players to execute, then not much will be accomplished against defenses across the league that now all have a substantial amount of tape on offenses, all the offenses across the league. And this brings us to Justin Herbert. He's the centerpiece of this LA Chargers, this new look LA Chargers team. And he's arguably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. It's a bit puzzling how he's rarely mentioned in the same conversation with more established quarterbacks, traditional quarterbacks in the league, or even some of the much hyped rookies that have come about over the past year or so. He was incredible on Sunday of week five, 26 for 43, a little bit under 400 yards for four touchdowns and a passer rating of 122. In the last three games, Herbert has 12 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and is 3-0, and he's 3-0 against the Raiders, the, the Chiefs, and a tough, tough Browns team. That was a great game. Speaking of the Chargers game against the Browns, the two teams scored a combined 41 points in the fourth quarter alone. The 89 points combined by the Chargers and the Browns in the Chargers' 47-42 win were the most scored in any game this season and were as were the total yards of 1,024. But unfortunately for the Browns, they became the first team in NFL history, including the playoffs, to lose with having either 40 points and zero turnovers or 40 points, 500 yards, and zero turnovers. The Browns have an incredible defensive front extremely talented receivers and one of the best running back tandems if not the best in all of the nfl they're a lot of fun to watch but at three and two with both losses coming after leading by double digits in the second half they're gonna have a tough time to climb this hill as they enter the middle portion of the season oftentimes we can point to certain moments that can be used to pinpoint exactly when change occurred for us in the AFC, it's possible that moment occurred in the fourth quarter of the Bills versus the Chiefs on Sunday of Week 5. It's now being called Jump Man Josh. Josh Allen's jump over the Chiefs cornerback, Legereus Sneed, 
seemed to signify more than just an incredible highlight. It seemed to represent the Bills' ascension over the fading Chiefs. Now, it's still pretty early in the season, especially considering that this will be the longest season on record in the NFL's history. But if the Chiefs continue to produce self-inflicted wounds with mounting turnovers and penalties, then there, there may not even be hope for them, even with the magic of Mahomes, to pull them out of their current fall the remainder of this long season. And even if the Chiefs are able to leverage some of Mahomes' magic, then it may still may not even matter because after a tough week one loss, the Bills have stepped up big. They're excelling on both sides of the ball at this time. And Josh Allen is definitely playing at an MVP level. Keep an eye on the Bills in the next coming weeks. In the incredibly deep NFC, even though the Tampa Bay Bucks are quietly making things happen in their end of the league, it seems as though the Arizona Cardinals are making a case that all the NFC this year has to go through them. So far this season, no matter the, the method, the Arizona Cardinals have found a way to win. Tight games, blowouts, offensive firepower, or through the strength, simply the strength of their defense. They also have a quarterback that definitely should be considered a top two MVP candidate at this time. New guys, vets, and everyone in between seem to find ways to contribute to the Cardinals' league-leading 5-0 run at this time. It will be a tremendous test for the Cardinals in this coming Sunday's clash against the Browns at Cleveland. It's definitely more of a must-win statement game for the Browns than it will be for the Cardinals at this time. That should make it one of the, if not the, game to watch in Week 6. Derrick Henry rushed for 130 yards and three touchdowns to lead the Titans to a win over the Jags in the Sunday of Week 6. That put him on pace to shatter the NFL record for single-season rushing attempts. Henry has 142 carries in five games, averaging a little over 28 carries per game. Those projections should place him at approximately 480-plus carries over this extended 17-game season, or 66 carries more than anyone in a single season in NFL history. Even if it was a 16-game season, Henry would be on pace for more than 450 carries, which would place him above former Chiefs running back Larry Johnson's current record by 38 attempts. In Week 4 of the Titans' overtime win against the Jets, and with both receivers out for the Titans, in addition to the Titans' challenges in protecting their quarterback, Henry was forced to carry the ball 33 times. He's on pace for 2,100-plus yards in, in this new season, which would beat Eric Dickerson's single-season record by 62 yards. He's a beast. You, you can see DBs kind of halfway tripping or something when this guy blasts through the hole. <laughs> I haven't seen any stiff arms from him this year yet, but I'm sure that's coming. He's on a tear. Fun to watch. Although European soccer is the most popular sport in the world, American football is by far the most profitable, generating more revenue than any other league in the world. In recent years, the NFL is thought to have generated approximately $13 billion annually. What the NFL generates in 16 regular season games, the second place league, Major League Baseball, takes 162 regular season games to generate approximately $10 billion a year for the MLB. That's why it's not too difficult to understand why the NFL and their Players Association agreed to add an extra game on the schedule this season. More money to go around for everyone involved. That makes a lot of sense. 
the vast majority of that revenue is generated through television contracts and the league sells its broadcasting rights for billions of dollars to the biggest media companies in the world such as Fox, CBS, um, NBC, ESPN and more. But the NFL's audience really only comes from the USA. Since 2007 though, in an attempt to grow its brand abroad, the NFL has played at least a couple of games a year in England. In the past, in this past weekend's game, in the in North London's Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, we saw the Falcons kind of dominate the Jets for a win. It wasn't that much of an exciting game, but it was fun. So so much. It was also very cool to see all these fans packed in the stadium wearing various NFL jerseys from throughout the league. It doesn't seem as though the game of American football will necessarily catch on in a big way other than primarily on American soil as it always has. I don't think that necessarily means a failure though. That's the most important thing. I actually think that NFL's television presentation is incredibly strong and only getting better. Strong enough that there may be enough expats living throughout the world that may help in pushing this uniquely American game they love deeper into the countries they now call home. We'll see how that may help, but when you combine that the fast-growing dynamic wagering opportunities in all of sports, by the way, it could launch a whole new level of, of considerable interest for this particular American sport worldwide. I definitely want to keep my eyes open for that because I don't necessarily think that football translates, even though it doesn't necessarily translate the way the NBA does worldwide. The NBA is huge worldwide, or basketball is huge worldwide, um, as well as baseball is played in most places as well, especially in South America, Central America, and uh, parts of Asia. Football may not need to worry about uh, landing very strongly in some of these other places. Understand why they're trying, why they're trying. Television does port well, that does move over well, so it makes all the sense in the world, but even if they don't, I think the business here is gonna still grow at an exponential rate. We'll definitely keep our eyes on it. Enjoy.